After keeping his sense under his full control, the striver should meditate and fix his heart and soul upon me. One who has control on his senses has a stable wisdom. There is a way to being a balanced individual. It comes with training the mind to still and prevent it from wandering. The mind needs a domain to log on to and that can be the supreme being, in this case the organization. If one is dedicated to this Godhead, not only will there be peace but also prosperity for the seeker, the employee, and the sought, the employer. Chapter 2, verse 62 Dhyayato vishayan pumsaha Sangasteshu pajayate Sangat sanjayate kamaha Kamat krodho bhijayate While concentrating on the objects of the senses you develop attachment for sense objects desires develop in him and from desire anger arises there is logic in our behavior the more we focus on the desires of the sense organs the more we get carried away by their temptations we go after them by hook or by crook resulting in momentary pleasure but long term loss When we fail to get them we are frustrated and that gives rise to anger. This is one of the reasons why there is so much negative energy in the environment. Chapter 2 verse 63 Krodat bhavati sammohaha sammohat smriti vibhramaha smriti bhramshat buddhinasho buddhinashat pranashyati from anger false beliefs arise and confusions in memory resulting in loss of intelligence leading to destruction of man destruction of self begins with the self anger is the root cause for it and robs one of all sense of proportion this leads to wrong decisions which in turn takes one to wrong paths and finally to calamity the whole sequence can be changed to one of progress if one thinks rationally This is possible only when there is no emotional entanglement with the situation or the person causing it. Chapter 2 verse 64 Ragadvesha viyuktaistu vishaya nindriyaischaran atma vashyair vidheyatma prasadam adhigachati A self-controlled being freed from all attachment and aversion with full command over his senses follows the injunctions 
and obtains serenity of mind. It's becoming more and more clear that serenity is a result of clarity in thinking and monitoring the sense organs. The more attached we are to our work, the more narrow-minded we become and get sensitive to criticisms about it. Enjoying one's work is more productive than becoming possessive about it. The detachment recommended here is that of a trustee without emotional attachment. Chapter 2 Verse 65 A person with placid mind who has controlled his senses attains happiness and one's intelligence is soon well established. A person with a calm and cool attitude achieves more than the one who is agitated or nervous. This placidity comes from observing one's sense organs and their attachments. Both aversion and desire are constricting to one's mental peace. Too much love or too much hatred can be devastating, can be an achiever. The one who knows this and can strive towards a balanced mindset can be an achiever. Chapter 2 verse 66 Nasti buddhira yuktasya Nacha yuktasya bhavana Nacha bhavayata shantihi one who has unstable mind cannot have peace and is always in sadness. How can there be any happiness without peace? The highest form of happiness is peace. Nothing can be more attractive than the peace of mind. All the riches and possession and power cannot buy what this peace is. Unfortunately, we are running after what we think is happiness. The key to peace of mind is its stability. This can be said over and over again to emphasize its importance. Chapter 2, verse 67 Indriyana hicharatam Yanmano nuvithiyate Tadasya harati prajnam Vayurnavamivambhasi As a boat in the water is carried away by strong wind, similarly, the mind with wandering senses can carry away his intelligence. However high the IQ, unless the SQ, the spiritual quotient, is present, nothing can be gained in self-management. Controlling the sense organs is no doubt a Herculean task, but the benefits are worth the effort as otherwise they take control of our actions and speech causing irreparable damage. SQ here is the ability to stop and assess one's thoughts before acting on them. Chapter 2, verse 68 Tasma dhyasya mahabaho nigrahita nisarvashaha indriyani indriyarthebhyaha tasya prajna pratishthita Therefore, one who has completely controlled his sense from worldly attractions has a steady intelligence. Stability of mind, a hard target to reach but worth the effort and wait since it delivers what is most wanted in life, peace of mind. All this can happen only when we first make up our mind to implement this technique however difficult it seems. Since the stages have been clearly explained, all it takes is the determination and willpower to follow. Chapter 2 Verse 69 
What is night for the worldly people? Then the emancipated sage is wakeful, and in which all beings keep awake, it is night for the introspective sage. A rather confusing concept for today's corporate scenario as it cannot be avoided. Global timings vary, so do work hours. But the spirit of this verse can be grasped. It is not day or night, but ignorance and knowledge that is spoken about. Many wander in the darkness, taking it to be day and vice versa. This refers to our perceptions and how they can delude us. Chapter 2, verse 70 Apuryamana machala pratishtham Samudrama pavraveshante yadvata Tadvatkamayam praveshante sarve Sashanti mapnoti nakamakami When all desires flow into a steady-minded person, it does not affect him. A steady-minded person is like an ocean, which neither swells nor shrinks with additional water. A yogi worker is unaffected by happenings around that can agitate a normal person. This quality is repeatedly asserted throughout the verse as it is the most essential trait of a peaceful person who can spread the same vibrations around. A boss who can trigger this culture can take the corporation to great heights. Chapter 2 Verse 71 One who gives up all his material desires meant for satisfaction of the senses. One who lives freeing from desires and gives up his false ego attains the state of peace and calm. I Mine, these are two missiles that can destroy the organization and its homogeneity. Prominence given to position, power and status can be a stumbling block to progress because they are used to fragment rather than connect people. This does not mean lack of hierarchy. Structured layers of doers are meant for efficiency but when used as a tool to control and not cooperation, it spells disaster. Chapter 3, verse 3 Shri Bhagavan Uvacha in this world, two types of paths to achieve equanimity are knowledge for the men of renunciation and action for the men of action. There is no one-size-fits-all method for all who seek a committed lifestyle. Some are knowledge seekers while some others prefer action. Both have their role, both have their niche and merits. Without knowledge, action can be baseless and unless followed by action, knowledge can be redundant. A corporation has place for both staff and line functions and must give equal prominence to both as one without the other is incomplete. Chapter 3, verse 4 Nakarmanamanarambhaha Nishkarmyam Purushoshnute Nachasanyasana Deva Siddhim Samadhi Gachati It is not just by refraining from work can one achieve freedom from actions and not by mere renunciation can one attain perfection. Renunciation. This word occurs often in the Gita. This is mistaken for giving up all material desire and expectations. 
The concept of renunciation refers to giving up an emotional, mine, approach to one's action. A corporate sannyasi is one who can distinguish between his skill and what it can contribute to the organization and not refraining from action. Chapter 3, verse 5 Nahi kaschit kshana mapi jato tishthatya karma krita karyate hyavashah karma sarvah prakarti jair gunaihi No one can remain for even a moment without doing something. The modes of nature, everyone is coerced to perform some action. Action is the driving force behind the universe. Even the lazy employee is in some way performing, even if not contributing. By nature, we are programmed to be doing something. The very act of breathing, though involuntary, is action. How we transform this natural phenomenon into productivity is the challenge faced. Chapter 3 verse 6 One who restrains the senses of action like hands and feet etc but remaining thinking in his mind about sense objects deludes himself and is called a hypocrite. Many of us are bodily present and mentally absent. Just sitting in one's chair in the cabin and shuffling with the mouse or files does not make us action-oriented. Instead, we're only fooling ourselves and being hypocrites. One does not have to be in the bar to be drinking. One can sit in the office and dream about getting drunk. Having a disciplined thought process helps more than pretending to be active. Chapter 3, verse 7 Yastvindriyade manasa a person with wisdom, by controlling the five sense organs, engages himself in the path of action without any attachment. He is superior. Viveka, or discretion, is recommended in action here. Action preceded by analysis of its pros and cons. Action or inaction per se is not the style of a wise person. The core concept is attitude to the action. Is it done with ulterior selfish motives or is it done for the good of the corporation? Our senses are indicators of which way we are going. It is up to us to guide the senses to the right direction. Chapter 3 verse 8 kuru karmatvam karmadaha so you perform your allotted duty as doing something is better than not doing anything. By not doing anything, one cannot maintain the activities of the body. There are many reasons for both action and inaction. Some chores have to be done as part of our duty while some others are better left alone. Some actions help us survive while others help us thrive. This is where discretion comes in. Just survival is an insult to the superior gift that we humans have of accomplishing something. Some employees only survive from paycheck to paycheck while the others are motivated to thrive. Chapter 3 verse 9 Surrendering all your actions to the Supreme Lord without being bounded by it becomes the reason 
for the benediction of the doer. Offer your action to the organization. Be accountable to deliver but not with the intention of being bound by its rewards. Everything we do is a form of yagna or offering. Even when we breathe, it is an offering to the environment as our outgoing breath helps plants thrive. When we do this with awareness in pranayama, it gives us a glow that sends out positive energy. Chapter 3 verse 11 Devan bhavayata nena te deva bhavayantu vaha parasparam bhavayantaha by this religious sacrifice, you please demigods and then those demigods will nurture you. In this way, supporting each way, you shall obtain supreme good. We are surrounded by devas, demigods, that are interdependent like the sun, the moon, the air, etc. Similarly, we have many colleagues around us who we have to get along with and please to be able to complete our task. They in turn will guide us and take us forward in our actions. Thus, there is a mutual dependence in the organization. Like the cosmic energy in the environment, there is corporate energy that nurtures you. Chapter 3, verse 12 Ishtan bhogan hivo devaha Tasyante yajna bhavitaha Tairdattana pradayebhyo after being satisfied by the religious sacrifice, the demigods will give you all necessities to perform your duties. One who enjoys these without passing on to service of others is a thief. When you rise early in the morning and greet the sun, it starts off your day with energy. When you go for a walk or a jog, the fresh air adds to it. This is one way of propitiating the devas of nature. At work too, one has to propitiate one's colleagues by greeting them, working in harmony and producing results and not by flattery or sycophancy. There has to be give and take for mutual benefit. Chapter 3, verse 13. <laughs> The devotees of gods get their relief from all sins as they eat the remnants of food offered as sacrifice. But those who cook food for themselves eat only the sin. Sharing and giving are the cornerstones of interpersonal harmony. Action aimed at one's personal growth or reward without focusing on the well-being of the corporation will only end in frustration. Those that perform with the attitude of surrender to the Godhead, in this case the corporation, get a long-term reward in the form of satisfaction and recognition. Chapter 3, verse 14 Annat bhavanti bhutani parjanyadanna sambhavaha yajnat bhavati parjanyo yajnah karma samudbhavaha All creatures came into being from food. Food is produced from rain, from sacrifice comes rain and sacrifice is born through actions. There is a logical pattern in everything that happens, just as it is in the changing seasons. There is interdependence that contributes to the growth of the organization. Just as rain does not fall on only those who are praying for it, the same way profit benefits all those who are in the company even if some of them are not pulling their weight. Chapter 3 verse 16 Evam. Pravartitam chakram 
Do we live and work for ourselves? Do we struggle to keep our body and soul together? Do we work to earn money and then spend it and then again work to earn some more? Caught up in this cycle of gratifying the demands of our senses, we forget the main aim, to be peaceful and enjoy the journey of life. Chapter 3, verse 17. Yastvaatmaratirevasyat Atmatraptaschamanavaha One who loves only in his self and is satisfied with his own self, one who is contented with self alone, has no further work to be done by him. Contentment, finding the space of fulfillment within oneself, is the key to finding the purpose of life. This by no means implies being self-centered. It calls for being appreciative of what one has and accepting what one does not have. It is the highest state of mind, balance. Chapter 3, verse 18. Naiva tasya krate nartho, na krate neha kaschana, na chasya sarva bhuteshu, kaschidarthavya paashrayaha. He has no motive from the actions of sacrifice in this world. neither in the non-performance of an action nor he has self-interest in all beings his actions are above all rewards of action he is innocent and acts independently from others contrary to the popular notion that one has to prove oneself to the world and keep achieving for the sake of recognition and reward the yogi performs with no ulterior motive but with the simple intention of doing his duty his sight is not set at the light at the end of the tunnel but on the daily performance of his duties while going through the tunnel of life chapter 3 verse 19 tasma dasaktas satatam karyam karma samachara asakto hyacharan karma paramapnoti purushah therefore one should do his duty without being desirous of the rewards of action for by working without attachment one attains the supreme exposed to the constant barrage of peer pressure we tend to forget this concept of working with no ulterior motive thus it is being repeated in various forms by the guru to strive home this crucial point the organization wants workers who perform with dedication and commitment chapter 3 verse 20 karmanyevahi samsiddhim asthita janakadayah With this action alone, Janaka attained realization. So you should move on the path of progeny, perform selfless action just for the sake of people. All those who contribute to the development of the world did so with no personal interest in glory. They offered their services to humanity with the aim of taking it forward. Even today, We have many committed scientists, doctors, engineers and other professionals who devote their all to the benefit of humanity. Chapter 3 verse 
यदाचरति श्रेष्ठ तत्तेतरो जन स यमाण कुरते लोकस्तुवर्तते वॉट एवर अ ग्रेट मैन डस् द सेम एक्शन इज इमिटेटेड बै द कामन पीपल द एक्सापल सेट बै द ग्रेट मैन ऑल द स्टैंडर्ड्स हि सेट्स अकॉर्डिंग टू मोरलिटी द वर्ल्ड फॉलोज द सेम The organization is a mirror that reflects the culture and conscience of its senior members. As they do, so do others down the line. It is by setting an example that the higher echelons of management can set the right environment. What they do percolates down. The people who rule the country have to be responsible and accountable, and so will the people ruled. Chapter three, verse twenty-two. Namé parthaste kartavyam trisholoke shokinchana. परफॉर्म For this to happen he must be visibly setting an example of action he cannot stand by with hands folded but be a catalyst to the people watching his every action chapter 3 verse 23 yadishyanna varteyam jatu karmanya tandritaha mama vartanu vartante manushya partha sarvashah In case definitely if I do not engage myself in work without being lazy and sleepless certainly all men would follow my path We always look for role models to guide us this could be the team leader or project manager or general manager the same way those down the line are looking up to us there is a constant need for the chain to move with the help of every link Chapter 3 verse 24 Utsi de yurime loka न कुरिया If the ones who lead are slack, the culture percolates down and the corporation will collapse. Even the founders of an organization perform so they can inspire others. Chapter 3 verse 25 Sakta karmanya vidvamso yatha kurvante bharata kurya dvidvamstata saktaha chikirsholoka sangraham ignorant people perform actions with attachment to their actions wise people having no attachment to the rewards of action should act for the benefit of others the emphasis is on universal benefit the father plants a coconut tree in the garden not with the idea of reaping the fruits for his enjoyment but for the future generation every action of ours if aimed at this lofty goal will contribute to the growth of the corporation and the industry at large chapter 3 Verse 
Here comes the ego which is present in everyone asserting its presence and claiming to be the performer. Chapter 3 verse 28 Tattvavittu mahabaho gunakarma vibhagayo gunaguneshu vartanta iti matva na sajjate The modes of nature act in a being only these modes makes a person to take an action by knowing this wise person does not get attached with them and does not have false pride of being the doer nature manifests itself in everyone in an organization where many employees work together there is a constant clash of this reality resulting in an unhealthy environment each department head stakes a claim of monopoly of action result and seeks recognition the natural tendency to override the other's claims gives rise to interpersonal rivalry corporate geeta